0: Hello there, this is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey there, it's Julie, and welcome to the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about green growing things that God gave us. Today, we are going to talk about shepherd's purse. No, not the little brown bag that they carry around or something like that. This is a weed that is commonly found in a lot of yards and vacant lots around all over the world really Europe and North America Um, and uh, it has a lot of history and a lot of really neat uses Uh, so let's get into it it's called uh, capsella bursa pastoris is the latin name it is native to Europe, like a lot of plants that we find in North America and United States and that. Uh, but it's also found in India. It is a very old plant. Uh, archaeologists found shepherds per seeds when they were digging up the Catal Hayuk site in Turkey. And that site dates to around 5950 B.C. Well, you know, that's what they think. Uh, And so people were eating it way, way back. Uh, And of course, you know, if it's found that far back, of course they continue to use it and eat it. And we do find evidence of it among the Greeks and Romans. And it was found in uh, a bog body called the Tollund Man, that uh, was do- was found in the Danish bog in 1950. And if you don't know about bog bodies, that's a really fun thing to find out about, um, because bogs have an interesting uh, quality about them that preserves dead things pretty well, pretty well. Uh, it, it's, it's like digging up an Egyptian mummy. Uh, it, it's very interesting. So I, I would encourage you to find out more about that. But they did find it with this man. And it, it was pretty old. The, the seeds are still there. Even some old herbals from the Middle Ages uh, mention it. So it's been in use for a very long time. And then when the Puritans came to North America, they, of course, knew about Shepherd's Purse, and they brought some seeds with them, and they cultivated it. So they they spread the seeds all over the place, and they used it, both the seeds and the greens, in their cooking The seeds have a peppery kind of taste to them. And so they would grind that up and and use it as a spice. And then the greens could be eaten as part of a salad. But they would also feed it to their chickens and it made the eggs even better. Uh, fortified the eggs, but they didn't like for the dairy cows to eat it. Now, I mean, the regular beef maybe, but but the dairy cows, they try to keep them away from the shepherd's purse because with that peppery uh, flavor to it, it it made the milk taste kind of yucky. Uh, they they didn't they quickly discovered that mm, maybe not so much with that. So they they used it in those ways but they also used it medicinally. And the Native Americans soon learned of what they were doing with it and they used it in their food as well. They would they would grind it up and use use it to make a bread called pinole. Uh, It's spelled P-I-N-O-L-E. And doing a little digging around, I discovered that even now, people from Mexico and other parts uh, of the southern part of North America and even into South America, they make pinole, but they make it out of corn maize and cacao beans so that's an interesting mixture corn and chocolate uh i have to try that and see what that is like but they're calling it a superfood and i'm betting that it is a superfood if they're calling it that because chocolate is of course a superfood and we'll talk about that some other time let's get back to the shepherd's purse for now uh but uh, the Native Americans used it for diarrhea, dysentery, stomach cramps, and worms. But it become, became really popular to use it for hemorrhaging. And that is its primary use, is hemorrhaging, especially in women. It was mostly used to help reduce bleeding after giving birth. It was also used for gastrointestinal complaints, uh, mostly things having to do with um, bleeding in the intestines uh, or from the stomach caused by ulcers or some other kind of damage down there. But it was really noted for how helpful it was with bleeding. And because of that, it tended to be used for nosebleeds as well, and blood in the urine, hemorrhoids, wounds, and rheumatism. So for the nosebleeds, they would make a really strong tea And then they put some kind of piece of flannel or clean cotton rag in there. They would soak it in the tea, in the warm tea. And then they would just stuff it up the nose. (laughs) And the the nosebleed would quickly stop. stop. Uh, They would also uh, put drops of it in the ears for tinnitus. And during World War I, even up until as, that, as recently as, as World War I, Shepherd's Purse became the go-to plant when uh, the medicines ran out for stopping hemorrhaging. So it really is the herb for that. And it seems to have an affinity for the uh, the gastrointestinal tract and for the female uh, reproductive system but it can be used for all sorts of bleeding issues So this weed plant that, we can find almost anywhere, but may not even know that that's what we're looking at. It's very cute. Uh, I it was one of my favorites growing up because I I did find it everywhere, and I thought it was super cute because, let me tell you about it. So, uh, this part's not so cute. Uh, the The base of the plant is not so cute. It's it it it's kind of like the dandelion. Um it you know it has a rosette set of leaves around the base that's close to the ground and they're deeply lobed uh, elongated lance type shaped leaves kind of like a dandelion and they form that circle that rosette pattern like a dandelion but what's really cute about it is that the stalk that comes out of the center of the plant, where the flowers and the seeds are, the while the, the flowers are not all that remarkable, they're just these little, uh, these little white flowers, not too special. The seeds are special. That's the cute part is that the seeds are these little, they look like little purses. That's why it's called shepherd's purse. I don't know. Uh, they look like these little purses because they, they're they shaped like these flat, heart-shaped, uh, somewhat triangular, like a heart, but they, they they look like little hearts hanging off of the, uh, the little stems and, and stuff that are on the, the main stalk. So you see all of these little hearts, these little green hearts hanging there. And it's so inviting and just interesting that this plant has all these little hearts and then it's used for bleeding. So you can kind of see a, a, a kind of a weird relationship there that, you know, it's, it's shaped like hearts and then it's good for bleeding. So, and it's been used for a long time for bleeding. Now, because it looks a lot like other plants before the seed pods pop up, one of the ways that we can tell that it's shepherd's purse is by the smell. Remember I said that it, has this peppery taste to it. So, I mean, you can taste it and see if it has that peppery taste, which is a little different than a dandelion, which is more bitter. Um, But it has that peppery taste and it also has kind of a disagreeable kind of smell to it. So uh, that's, that's one way to check. But really, it, the fun part is waiting for the seeds to come up. So this plant has, as I mentioned, that it has. It was used in World War One, and even coming up to the more modern day, it has been approved by. It has been appro- approved by the German Commission E monographs. Now that's notable because in Germany. Unlike the United States, there is a government agency that uh, that promotes and uses natural treatments uh, because they have a more socialized medicine there. And um, so if an herb is listed in the commissioning monographs, then it is approved for use by uh, m- medical professionals. And the Commission E prescribes uh, how it's supposed to be used, what it's good for. It talks about the research and contraindications and all that kind of stuff. So the leaves and stems of Shepherd purse are used as an approved herb in Germany. And it has been approved for use for nosebleeds, superficial skin wounds and bruising, and for heavy menstrual bleeding and abnormal uterine bleeding. Uh, And recent research has shown that it does seem to have some activity against cancer growth. It's very preliminary, but it does seem to have some activity in that way. And It's also used in Indian Ayurveda medicine, and it's also used in traditional Chinese medicine in very similar ways to Western herbal medicine that is practiced in Germany. Another thing that researchers are investigating about Shepherd's Purse is whether or not it might be what we call a biomonitor, like a, a marker plant for pollutants in the environment or heavy metal toxicity so by taking samples of shepherd's purse they might be able to see how polluted an area is because shepherd's purse grows everywhere Uh, it's very proliferate proliferating everywhere now Here's a, here here's some interesting things about the nutritional content of shepherd's purse. So it contains flavonoids and we know flavonoids are antioxidants and um and and have a very protective effect on our cells and our bodies. It also contains potassium and citric acid. Some sources say ascorbic acid. So but Either way, it's a precursor of vitamin C, so uh, vitamin A, and it also has vitamin K. Yeah, big surprise there, right? Vitamin K. Um, you know, of course, it would have vitamin K if it's you if it's been traditionally used for stopping bleeding, because of course, vitamin K is vital in clotting blood. Uh, so that we would expect that. Now, this herb has a long history of use with adult women. So it's generally considered safe for adult women. I would not use it with children and definitely do not use it during pregnancy. I mean, you know, if we think about it, it, if it's used for women in labor to help uh, with labor pains and to stop bleeding after labor, It makes sense that kind of like black co-host, you wouldn't use it during pregnancy. And also, I would also use a lot of caution if you have a history of kidney stones. Um, some research shows that, that it can be contraindicated for that. So that's what I have for you today. I hope that you have been having fun investigating the weeds in your yard. And remember, as always, that this is an educational program. What you do with this information is your responsibility. This is meant just to teach you a little bit about how plants have been used historically and uh, about some of the research that's being done today. You can connect with me on Facebook at Julie Naturally, or on Instagram at Successful.unschooler. I hope to see you there. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.